Hello and welcome to Nerd Critic, a podcast about big movies that you can watch at home from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is CJ, your resident nerd. And I am Jordan, your studied and credentialed critic. Um, we are today uh, talking about the Avengers Infinity War. Actually, the real, the truth is, uh, this is our first off the shelf, off the shelf, off the shelf, yeah, off the shelf, off the shelf episode in uh, quite a number of weeks, maybe months, and uh, we're back to it. And we figured because it's our two-year anniversary, or it was uh, a couple of couple of weeks ago, we celebrated two years of this podcast, our very first episode. Our very first episode of Nerd Critic was about Avengers Infinity War. And so we figured a gr- this doing the first off-the-shelf episode in a while would be a perfect opportunity to return to not only this movie, but also our podcast and who we were two years ago as <laughs> podcast hosts. So that yes. should be a really fun conversation. Also of note, um, the Avengers, uh, the Marvel movies, and specifically the Avengers movie, um, the Marvel movie franchise and that movie are, are a big reason of why we started this show. So totally. this is very much a, a return to form for us. We are this is this is very much our, the spirit of nerd critic. Absolutely. Um, I feel like this is going to be a long episode, so I'm just going to dive right in. Just under two minutes, we're just going to get into this. Go go okay? for it. CJ. I, I'm going to put my so, trust in you for pacing. Did you did you re-listen to the episode? I did re-listen to the episode. How, let me, let me, how, uh, how did you feel about it? I will, okay, well, I have actually a lot to say about this. <laughs> um, because uh, we... <laughs> oh, by the way, there are there because we uh, don't have access to our normal recording space um, and we're doing this remotely, there are a number of very small children stomping around outside on wooden <laughs> floors outside my this room. So I'm going to do my best to keep focus. Um, but if some of that sound bleeds through into this episode, I apologize in advance. It's it's actually very fitting because what you said in our first episode ever that you had had a kid like a week before we That's recorded. true. That's true. Um, my son is almost the exact same age as Nerd Critic as a That's podcast. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And so he is, delightful. He is one of the four children stomping around outside right now. So, um, yeah. So he's he's part of, he's part of this. He's part of this. Um, so the thing that I was the first thing that I wanted to say about uh, about about this episode about re-listening to this episode is that I I CJ I can't listen to our show anymore. <laughs> I I have I have actually. So the problem is it's it's a you know. Um, wine is thicker than water. What I don't know what it is. Um, I've tasted no blood is thicker than wine. I've tasted blood. I listen to our show at two times speed now, and it's so much better. It's so much better. It's so much I, fun to listen to. Uh, I, I took it. that advice that you gave me, and I did it. I did it for Infinity War. I, I when I re listened to it, I I listened to it on two speed because you told me to. And, and it is. I I feel like I sound so much smarter at two. Oh, speed. absolutely, so much smarter. <laughs> And then you turn it down, and we sound like we are idiots. We just sound challenged. Very yeah. yes, we sound like we have a really hard time with thinking <laughs> and speaking. 
And um, it's not it's not flattering. It's not flattering. So it's not. So I have a, a pretty favorable impression of our first impre- of our first episode right now. I'm actually going to tell you this. This is the first time that I that I actually bumped the speed up to two point five. So I I blazed through this episode. And I and anyway, I don't necessarily recommend that. It might be a little a little <laughs> clipped. Um, there were a few words that I missed here and there. But uh, but it's it's definitely a lot more fun listening to two times speed. That said, um, having biased myself thusly, um, I was I was uh, more pleased than I thought I would be at some of our points and some of our our ideas. So um, in general, I think it was nowhere near as bad as I was afraid it was, having not listened to it all the way through for two years. So um, so I I agree. I will say the first five minutes. So it took us seven minutes to get to the movie. Sure. Uh, and the first seven minutes were embarrassing. I was, <laughs> it was like the, it was like I was listening and I was listening to myself talk and like, I couldn't hold my body still. I was just kind of like crumbling into myself. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, do you think uh, we're very much better now though, CJ? <laughs> I mean, we can, we can ramble, but the thing is that you asked me, you were like, Hey CJ, what's, what's this podcast about? And my response was just about everything about movies. Oh yeah. That was a good moment. (laughs) That was a good moment. And I remember in that moment, I was like, in that moment, I was like, have we made a mistake? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was a lot of fun. Oh man. Anyway, but we eventually get into it. And, uh, once the, like once the nerd box was opened inside of me, uh, I think that we did okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I did a pretty fair. I think I did a pretty fair criticism of that movie. Like I, I'm, I still feel good about a lot of the things that I said about Infinity War back then. Well, we we will we will revisit those. But I did notice, um, <laughs> even in our first episode. There are uh, still a bunch of like tropes that have lasted through two years of this that have become things that we do all the time uh, that happened in that first episode. So one, I didn't know I messed up my word. I because, you know, I say words like what (laughs) what's the what's the shook? Is it shook, shaken? What was it? There was a squoze? word. See, I don't even know what that squoze. <laughs> <laughs> squoze is my favorite word that you've made up. <laughs> squoze. Yeah. So I mess up words all the time. And in this episode, this episode, I didn't know. I said nemesis. Nemes- and you go, you go nemesis. And I was like, really? Nemesis? <laughs> so that happened. I remember um, that. That's great. Also, uh, uh, you claimed that the episode was going to be shorter than it ended up being every, which has happened time. Every, I mean, time. almost every time that happens. <laughs> I need, to, uh, I need to, I need to stop doing that. There's nothing charming about that. That's just embarrassing <laughs> because the person listening to it just is going to just like, they're, they, they're going to look and they're going to like, no, I know yeah, how no, long this episode not, is. Yeah. You, you were wrong. <laughs> you were incorrect. Like I'm just every uh, single time yeah. I'm just setting myself up to look like an idiot every time. <laughs> Yeah, because they already know. You they already know, know immediately that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not like it's not like um, you're then... listening in real time, and you can think maybe this time, <laughs> maybe this time he's not full of crap. <laughs> you no, know, crap as I'm saying time. it, you know. Nope. Yep. He's full of crap, <laughs> just like I suspected. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, we also we man crush super hard yeah, we in this did. episode. Yeah, we did. Uh, which which I will not take back, and I'm okay with it. Uh, and then the last one is that you have a little mini rant. Yeah, uh, that's right. Which it it your rants have since evolved quite a bit. No, oh, uh, but you. but there is there is a little Jordan mini rant which I appreciated. So we're right. listening to if you've got you know if you've got <laughs> if you've got like twenty minutes to listen to to it two point five speed go for it. <laughs> <laughs> we sound so smart. Uh, uh, we sound so smart. I I, I recommend <laughs> I recommend speeding up every single one of our episodes to at least one point five speed. If you can handle it, bump it up to two times speed. You're gonna have a much better time with with our show. <laughs> I think that's true. And then they'll be about the length that we shoot for every time. Yeah, they'll be the length yeah. that we think they are while we're recording. <laughs> exactly. Sort of like we speak at the speed that we're, we sound like we're speaking at the speed that we think we're speaking at. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, man, it's so true. Sometimes I end an episode and I'm like, I freaking nailed that. Yeah, and I then you go listen to it point. and you're like... Could like, I just take, say it? Just is get it to possible the point, for me CJ. To take any longer to get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. Uh, I hope this is as funny to listeners as it is to us. But uh, probably I not. Doubt it. Probably not. Uh, all right. So we made we made some some various uh, points in uh, in our episode two years ago yes. that I want to revisit about the movie and see if we agree with ourselves still after two years and. The conclusion chapter to, you know, the second chapter to Infinity War. Okay. Uh, okay. So there is, so it, the, you had a big problem with comic book movies mm-hmm. um, that you bring up at the very beginning. Do you remember what it is? Yeah. Putting you on the spot. Yeah. It, it is that comic book deaths uh, don't matter. Do you still agree with yourself? Yeah, I do, for the most part. Um, the thing is, and this is maybe jumping too far forward into our conversation, or maybe, I don't know, I don't know exactly what you're hoping for here, but, like, this seems really salient. So, obviously, in Endgame, people actually die, okay? Um, so, uh, you know, we were right when we conjectured, obviously. I mean, not that it took much you know, everybody knew that the characters that we had seen dissolve into thin air weren't going to really be gone. Like, everybody knew that. Like, everybody knew. Okay, great. So, um, we were right for the most part about, you know, them all coming back, et cetera, et cetera. Then the characters that actually did die, like, we had sort of sensed a ramping up to their retirement for a while. So, sure. So, when an MCU character dies, it doesn't really feel like death. It feels like retirement. It feels like a very long-awaited, plotted um, reality. So, uh, you know, it, it's as though it's as though if we could all—and this is—I I would all—I would maybe argue that this is part of what these movies are offering audiences is the you know it's all wish fulfillment, right? Every single superhero is what would what would it be like if i was this person if i was this if i had this superpower had this responsibility or whatever if i was this kind of 
you know, heroic figure. And so, which is why it was such a big deal. We, we, we did an episode on Black Panther and how like important it was that you have a really genuinely awesome black superhero so that people who are black can look at the screen and be like, that's me, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a yeah. big deal. That's a huge thing that these movies Captain offer. Marvel as well. Yeah, Captain Marvel, um, and and you know we're we're gonna we're going to be getting some like Asian superheroes. Like there's 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 it's important for there to be representation because one of the one of the the things that these movies is offering is that is that vicarious experience of like feeling like feeling heroic or see being able to imagine yourself as heroic. Which you know I would imagine that CJ, you might make the argument that this is like the um that the great value there is that if you can imagine yourself being heroic perhaps you will be more heroic in your real life um and that's really awesome one of the other things that it's offering is the sort of fantasy fantasy that you can plan out to some degree or have like this perfect cinematic ending to your story right like you get to have an epic moment to die in like you don't it, it's so but but that's not what death is for almost anybody, you know? Like, very few yeah. people get to choose... Not not that these characters implicitly or explicitly chose the time and place of their death, but they kind of did, a lot of them. And even if they didn't, we really get the strong sense that the story chose it for them in a, like a, in a way that feels deeply meaningful and earned and satisfying. Like they were going to, they weren't going to let any MCU character get hit by a stray bullet. And then they're, and then they're just gone, you know, like happens in war. Yeah. Like you're, Oh, sure. You're, that's it. You're, you're done. That person doesn't exist anymore. Okay. How do you deal with that? That's not, that's not what this movie is doing. So when I say that comic book movies um, don't, have real death um i think i i think that's still true even though we've seen technically seen mcu characters quote unquote die okay i i i like that clarification because uh obviously the next chapter when we made this episode originally we hadn't seen endgame and the weight of i guess spoiler uh, Iron Man's death is is significant in that movie the only reason that i would disagree uh, that the MCU deaths specifically, uh, I think that they do hold weight only because I, it, I don't want to say de- definitely not in my lifetime, but uh, at least no time soon. When when Batman or Superman when they die or when they're when they're when they when an actor leaves it and they do retire, you could just recast it. That's what they've always done. I don't see that happening with Iron Man. So when Iron Man did actually die, I in the movie I was I was really bummed, yes, because in the context of the story the character is dying, but also if RDJ is done being Iron Man, I think that we're done getting Iron Man. And so right. that but like see, that's the, not, reti- the you're, you're but that's retirement that isn't technically death. It's, it's retirement, it's, like it's, you said. Yeah, it's retirement. It's conclusion yeah. of a story. It's this thing is over. There won't be any more of it. But that, but death is death is a different thing. Like that's a different okay, thing. Okay, that's okay. I, that's true. I mean, there that's are components true. of that in death. Like sure, death, but they're almost byproducts. Like death is by definition, um, you know, uncontrollable. It's the thing that you don't get to make decisions about. You know, um, unless you commit suicide, and in that case, like you are, you are a tragedy. And, um, and that's, and, and that's horrific. Um, so it's its own kind of horror. So death, like you can have a, a dignified death insofar as you can live a life in which you are, you know, 
um, spiritually prepared to die and not afraid of it. But you you don't get to have you know you don't have you don't get to have an I am Iron Man ending. You know, and you don't get to yeah. have a I'm going to I'm going to sacrifice myself to uh, to acquire the soul stone like you don't get to do that that's not what people get to do um that's that's a fantasy for the most part okay i, so I see that that's, All yeah right. that's 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 what i'm that's the point i'm trying to make okay uh so a a a similar point that we made uh i actually think that i made this point uh specifically about the mcu and a problem with marvel movies at least for this foreseeable future is that there will there won't ever be like a full resolution right. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Do we still right. agree with that? Um. Well, did, I guess it did. Guess, Endgame have a full resolution? Um, I guess it. I, I guess it kind of matters in what sense you mean, right? Because like, <laughs> in 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 a universe in a universe in which there are superheroes, there must always be supervillains. You know, there will always be something to save the world from or else you don't need to exist <laughs> so sure um so in the sense that like so i guess i'm not sure what a full resolution would even be you know it's always going to be um there's there's more story to come there's, there's all always um you know and and it's there always is going so i'd say I, the short answer is yes i think that's still a relevant point i still agree with it because you know even by the end of endgame we're getting we're getting it's very subtle but we're getting some characters that are set up to carry the torch right like yeah we know that there are going to be more movies it and will when continue there are more, on yeah when there are more movies we're gonna you know we, we have a sense of which characters we're going to be following so you know is that resolution? Well, I mean, it's resolution of a chapter, you know, but not certainly not the whole thing. Like you're never, yeah, yeah it's not something you're going to walk away from and think, now I just, I just saw a whole story from beginning to end and that's the whole story. Like that's, that's just not the yeah. way it works. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a thing in comics um, that would be interesting down the road. It'd have to be a long ways down the road, but it'd be interesting to see if they could ever adapt it, which is Marvel does it and, and DC does it. Um, with their it's called the else world so essentially you have your line of of continuity and all the comics that come out in that continuity but occasionally you want to break off and do just like um just if uh, a superman if superman didn't land in kansas but he landed in soviet russia yeah story and so you do an out it's just a it's not in the continuity at all it's just like a what if kind of thing uh, and I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm guessing it would be actually come in television for Marvel, but I, I am kind of interested to see if they ever go there. Yeah. Um, okay. Big one. This one I was actually laughing at. Uh, and I, but, but as I thought about it more, I'm not sure if we're wrong yet. And that is, we both talked about <laughs> I'm so if glad. Chris, if Chris Hemsworth can be a leading man. And we both said no. We both said, I don't think that he can. I don't think that he has the charisma to be a leading man. This is, I believe this is, this is a a point on which I was wrong. Correct me. This was, um, this, this. I agreed with you, Jordan. I know. I know. Uh, I'm very convincing. This movie came out before Ragnarok, correct? Uh, yes. Um, No. Yeah, no, right? right? No, because in Ragnarok no. he had like one eye, right? Um, 
in, in Ragnarok, he gets one eye. In yeah. Infinity War, in, it, it came out right before Infinity War because oh, because oh the, that's right, that's they, right, that's right, that's yeah, right. It leads yeah, yeah. into Infinity War. I'm sorry, yes. I, I'm 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 very sorry. I'm not the nerd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll step away. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess my my point is, I I think after seeing um after seeing like you know we we had our episode on extraction. I think that movie actually helped kind of really turn the ship a little bit for me so if i you know i i I was on the fence a little bit i think i'd lean maybe leaning toward i don't know if chris hemsworth can be a leading man and then after like extraction i'm like you know i think he actually does have what it takes i think it's a matter of let's let's find him a role that really really lets his full spectrum of talent and and potential out and uh and so, yeah, I think I was wrong. I think he can. I think we're we haven't we haven't seen it work quite yet, but I have faith now that we will, or hope at least that we will. Um. Yes, I. Uh, uh, I'm not sure because <laughs> we specifically talk about how he lacks charisma. I don't know. I don't know why we were saying those things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I, I can tell you. I can tell you why. Um. Because Chris Hemsworth was a little bit in the shadow of my esteem for Chris Evans. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, that makes man, sense because that's went, what we. I went pretty. I went pretty over the. I went. I went pretty like I, I, to excess for, on, on my praise of Chris Chris Evans uh, in this episode. Uh, it was a little. I was a little embarrassed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I was wrong and I'm not saying that I don't feel the same way, but like I could have toned it down in the delivery is what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it established your love for Captain America early and it That's was, true. and it has been referenced many, many times over the last <laughs> true. two years. That's true. So in terms of, uh, in terms I, of setting up a larger narrative, I guess it was very yes. successful. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So um, this one will actually be interesting to talk about because Endgame has come out, which is you claimed that the Pepper Potts and Tony Stark relationship didn't work and it feels kind of tacked on and you're bored of it. Do you still feel that way? I will say this. I think I, I, I hold by my opinion in the context of Infinity War. I thought okay. it was more successfully executed and had a lot more dramatic weight in Endgame. So, um, and and which, to be fair, I mean, Endgame spent a lot more time on that relationship, and totally. the stakes the stakes around that relationship were much higher um, than they were allowed to be in Infinity War, which wasn't really trying to do a lot with that. So, yeah, it did feel a little tacked on in Infinity War. In fact. It, it was so tacked on that their conversation about their relationship was interrupted by a portal opening and Bruce Banner stepping through and saying Thanos is coming. So I, I, I feel like I feel like the movie itself knew that like we couldn't really pay a lot of attention. It was going to interrupt itself to tell us didn't what the movie the was actually about, which was yeah. we all also, need to care about Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. congratulations on the wedding. That was yes. the that was that was the wedding that yeah. we got was that yeah. line from Doctor Strange. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. I um I when I go back and listen because it is I think it's at this point pretty well documented that your intelligence at times scares me. And so <laughs> 
when in when I listen to myself in this episode, I can hear myself back down because I'm afraid <laughs> of bringing up of disagreeing and then being proved wrong. Um, but no more. I will say that I uh, I I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying with the. Uh, Pepper Potts and Tony Stark's relationship was was tacked on in the movie specifically of Infinity War. Um, but I I do think that we went on a significant journey with that couple. And so the limited screen time that we get in in Infinity War with them, uh, I feel like is it's not too much of a hindrance because we have so much history with them. And it's the reason that end game because of all that history end game works well. Uh, and so it wasn't, it wasn't necessary, uh, for them to spend much more time on that relationship. And I, so that is, that is the point that I'm making. I'm going to stop talking. Hey, you know what, CJ? Because I've already hear, made the point. I hear the point that you're making, and I think it's a good point. And I'm I'm tempted to just say, you know, I think I, I'm I think I agree with you. Victory. Right. Okay, <laughs> sweet. We're gonna move on real quick before you can change your mind. Uh, we said uh, that, uh, and apparently your your wife agrees that uh, we don't like Nebula. Yeah, I think, and I, I think I'm still there, especially for this movie. Um, I do think that her character was a little bit improved by the dichotomy of like future and past Nebula in Endgame. Not to spoil a later part of this conversation, but yeah, I think Nebula was a bit more of an interesting <sighs> device. <laughs> it's hard for me to call her a character. Um, she just doesn't see. She never really seemed like a character. She seemed like a plot device almost all the time. Um, so yeah, I I, th- I think I feel the same about her. I really I I really do. I, I I there was more there was more to appreciate in Endgame, and that's nice. And she you know had a, an important role to play, which was compelling just in terms of the just in terms of the plotting of how things worked out. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, for so- Infinity War. Same, same thing, same deal for me with Nebula. I, I, I still don't like Nebula. <laughs> I yeah. recognize the role that she played in Endgame, uh, but I, I think that there is some serious stuff lacking there. I think that the, uh, a lot of people disagree with me. I know so many people that disagree with me, but I think that the sister relationship that they were trying to get across in Guardians of the Galaxy two, and then, uh, and then in Endgame as well. I think that it uh, just doesn't work. Falls doesn't short. Work. Yeah, I don't. I, and I, it's not believable. And it feels like Nebula was created. You're right, as a device specifically for Gamora. You know, I and think then, one of the things that I hate the most. Well, I think one of the things that bothers me the most about those two characters, both of them, and and you know, going back to, I remember, um, you know, we cited my, I cited my wife as saying that the only reason that Gamora works is because Zoe Saldana is such a good actress that she brings, she brings so much heart to that character that it like, she lifts it out of the material and makes it more than what it is like objectively. And, um, and I think that's true. I think I, I can get behind that. Very true. I still think that's true. I think that's true in, in all of the movies that Gamora is in. Um, and I think that, you know, and then the, 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 con- the contrary point is that um, Nebula is not, uh, she's not, 
privileged with the same acting talent um, in the character, and she's not also not privileged with the same amount of like screen time and things to do. So all then she is all all she is then is a foil or a contrast to Gamora. Um, so she's sort of defined by her relationship to Thanos and Gamora, which is not the worst thing. But the thing that maybe bothers me the most about both of their characters, especially as written and as portrayed, you know, taking out acting talent, just like looking at the characters themselves, is that they seem to be, and I actually think this is, this is, this is a dangerous thing to say, but I'm going to say it. They seem to be brothers that are cast as female but the mm. only thing that changes is that they are female human beings in the roles that that the characters themselves are written sort of the same as brothers and i and but not like not like a nuanced you know heartfelt uh emotional kind of uh com- com- complex brother relationship but rather the sort of standard cliched brotherly rivalry violent you know antagonistic like i I hate you and i'm gonna kill you which we've seen a billion times with brother stories and instead feels kind of medieval yeah like there's this sort of very um expected or unsurprising predictable brotherly medieval brotherly relationship or rivalry um, but then they they turn out to be female, and and normally I would say you know great like let's sh- sh- like let's shift the genders. But the problem is that like, but the, it's written that bro- that quote unquote brotherly brotherly relationship is written in such an incredibly uninteresting way that all that's left is the sort of cliches of masculinity, which are themselves not that interesting, but played by women. So it's so it it leaves. I feel like it's a double failure. You know like. It's not interesting to watch women pretending to be bad versions of men, you know? That's the yeah. so that that's the issue that I have with those characters. It's like if they're going to be if they're going to be like badass warriors who are female and are sisters, I am expecting to see something more nuanced and interesting than what I actually see. That's that's what I have to say about them. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can see that, and I can, get, I can get behind that. It's, it's an, it's an interesting line to walk because it's like, you, do, you don't want to say they shouldn't have been women because no. that's not it at all. That's it not. Is, I want, I love that they're. I mean, that's yeah. a great idea. It's just like, but they, they need to be more interesting. Like yeah, yeah, and period. If, they, yeah. if they were, if they were, uh, if they were men, it, it would be a trope that we have seen a bad trope that we have seen too many times. Exactly. Exactly. And then making them women, it just doesn't, it doesn't serve the characters at all. And and I get that. I can, I can get that. Um, All right. So let's go, let's go to the big one, which is one of the reasons that I actually wanted to revisit infinity war um, because we apparently skipped over it in our end game episode. Uh, I think we talked about it briefly, but we kind of, we kind of, we had too much to talk about in the Endgame episode. So in this episode, which we obviously recorded right after Infinity War came out and well before Endgame came out, you claimed that you were worried that they that Endgame was going to rely on some kind of time travel to fix the past. Uh, you did say that you trust the MCU writing gods 
to pull <laughs> it off if that's what they decide to do. But you you claimed that time travel is going to rob any uh, narrative tension and that you were afraid that that was going to happen. So my question is, how did Endgame do? Okay, great question. Great topic. Um, They did it by cheating with exceptional competence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, They were, I would say that it basically works. What they decided to do basically works. Um, They were clever enough to avoid a lot of the story-breaking tropes of time travel by explaining explaining them away with timelines, etc. Um, you know, it it helps that um, what's her name the uh, uh, the um, Doctor Strange Supreme mentor, yes, yeah, Sorcerer Supreme, which is such a silly name. Anyway, um, it helps that Dude, she... we're talking like sixties. These dudes oh. are probably on acid when they wrote <laughs> these things. Yes, um, it's like it's like I would like. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go to Burger Supreme and I'm going to get a Sorceress Supreme milkshake. Anyway. Um, that's amazing. I would I would go there. I'm going to make a restaurant that's a Marvel-themed restaurant. Yeah, and there's going to be a Sorcerer Supreme taco. You would have a hard time trusting what that milkshake told you about the nature of the universe. Um, so... So I think that uh, there, there's, I think that it's handled very elegantly. Insofar as that kind of thing can be handled elegantly, um, I like that the ultimate solution is to bring them all back five years later. So instead of like trying to do some crazy thing where they erase everything that has happened, instead it's no, it all happened. The only thing we're changing is that all of those people get to live again like they're they're essentially they resurrect everybody but in the world that they left which is a nice idea um i will say in it it is pretty convenient you know um it's uh helpful also that they had to go and heist all of the all the stones like was really fun to watch like really really fun to watch they did a fantastic job um, I mean, honestly, so this is the thing about Endgame. They had they had this idea, like, how do we undo what we've done? Because in Infinity War, we've we've allowed ourselves to do something that must be undone. Like, that's, I mean, that's that's the corner that they wrote themselves into. And in order to undo what they did, they came up with a, a, a convoluted but very, very fun plot that revolved around the Infinity Stones... And, inv- and 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 then gave them the opportunity to revisit many of the favorite moments from the entire franchise, which could have been really cloying and terrible, but was actually really fun and satisfying. So, Endgame was basically incredibly sophisticated and successful fan service. And I would say that, I would say that that's true for pretty much the entire movie. And is also true in the way that they used time travel cleverly, which if you can, if you decide to use time travel and you do it cleverly, it's basically another form of fan service. <laughs> so, um, so I think the whole thing, the whole thing is fan service. Um, and, and that, and that's, and that's one of the ways they pulled it off so that okay. you didn't necessarily notice. 
So, uh, so I was, I was actually going to add to your comments, but then you went, you went to the fan service part right at the very end, which I think is the only reason. Okay. Not only they are, they're obviously good writers and they like, they, they were able to, uh, put in exposition to help you understand it, blah, 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 blah. But I think that the, the reason that they got away with it in Endgame, because what you said in our Infinity War episode made sense. You were like, that's going to be really hard to do. It's going to be tropey. It's going to uh, take away any of the reality. Like everything that you said was true, but the way that they were able to pull it off, in my opinion, is that they have Marvel's probably biggest strength is their understanding of what the audience wants and likes and specifically the the core deep nerd fan of of these movies so they cuz they make these movies and they're taking them from source material that a core audience already knows and loves. And so when you reference that source material, and obviously you have to change things, but like if you recreate panels from the comics, if you mention things in the background that you can only find in the comics, like, you know, when uh, when in an Avengers Age of Ultron, they bring in a... Uh, a villain from Wakanda. That's like people were freaking out over that. They eventually got to Wakanda and it was all fun and great, but it's that it's the, it's the uh, references to the things that the hardcore fans know and love. That's where the fun is obviously action and seeing the characters do really cool things, but like the attachment to knowing and loving the past content is like a thing that Marvel is doing is well, it's Disney across the board with all their live action remakes, but like, that's what they're mastering. And so they take this end chapter after 10 years, after 22 movies, and they say, all right, what we're going to do is that yes, we're going to go back in time and it's going to fit the plot and it's going to be important, but we're going to visit some of the favorite places that you have joined, uh, joined us for, for the last 10 years. And we're going to relive them in a really fun and unique way. And that I think is the only reason that they got away with trying time travel because they could have just gone like they could have chosen to gone have gone back in time to stop Thanos from ever adopting Gamora. Right. And then they have to <laughs> yeah. fight him there or whatever, or they could have gone to Thanos's past. Um, or they could have gone farther back than we've gone and lived in the MCU, but they didn't. They went to very, sp they went to the first Avengers movie. They went to the second Thor movie. They went to the first guardians of the galaxy movie and they have references to those movies. They recreated some of the shots, all of that. So, I think that uh, you were right, and I agree with what you said in Infinity War, but the writers and the directors of Endgame were able to take those concerns, address them, and then double down on the fan service to create something that most of the time you wouldn't be able to count on. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I, I am going to have to... I am going to have to come back and say so. I want to. I, I want to make two really big final points. Um, one of which is about um, this. This. Uh, the truth is that that because those decisions were made, um, it felt fairly communicated somewhere in the first, you know, act. Um, I like that they go. You know, they go. They kill Thanos. 
you know, it's it's like now what, you know, and then it's like five years later, which is a really a really great moment because it introduces at least some cost, right, to what has come before. Um, but you know, throughout the movie, I would say that the dramatic the dramatic tension or the 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 heart the like the actual sort of tangible heart of dramatic tension where you you really feel it rather than kind of sit back and enjoy it you know where you feel invested and you feel like there are real stakes that you're invested in um i don't feel like there was a lot of that going on it was it was it was mostly fun and games and then it was an excuse for a giant battle and it was all handled it was all handled very 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 well so that i mean there's that moment when you know the ship appears above the headquarters uh, you know or i should say it like shoots out of the you know time machine basically and like and then it's and then it rains fire on them and it's like wow what a great incredible you know moment and it's pretty arresting and etc but um the point is uh so you're saying the stakes never felt real because you again never... knew that it was a superhero movie. Yes. So in Infinity War, by the end, there you you they they managed to give you a real sense of. I mean, there was a lot of dubiousness because you're thinking, well, like, I know these characters can't be actually dead, which is its own problem. But as far as like the way the story was actually told, there was this constant threat of Thanos getting the stones and then eliminating half of everybody like that felt really tangible and like solid and and fearful and good right and then by the end it actually happens and it feels it is legitimately kind of shocking to the system you know it works yeah yeah. it's really really good and you know like you think about it for two seconds and you're like well I know they're going to reverse this like I know they're going to reverse it and then when they so when they get around to actually reversing it it kind of just it sort of confirms the suspicion, right? It's just like, yes, I knew they were going to reverse it, and they did. And they did it in the most sophisticated possible way, but but the fact that they reversed it is the point here, you know? Like, you can't... It, it, it's the, it's the, the, the corner that they wrote themselves into that they had to get out of. The fact that they had to get out of that corner at all means that you're not going to be able to earn the same kind of dramatic tension that you got in the first movie. So okay, in general, yeah. yeah, in general, I'd say, you know, Endgame just felt way less meaningful. Um, it was really fun and beautiful in lots and lots of ways, but it was way less meaningful than in the first movie. You felt like there was that real, real, those real stakes. And then the other thing I wanted to say is that Thanos, um, you know, the his big opportunity to be a meaningful character villain, like a character driven villain, um, was spent on the first movie. And then wasn't really truly bothered with in the second movie. Fair yeah, enough, yeah. right? But you had postulated yeah. in our episode, you'd say, "Well, hey, you know, I wonder what they do with you know with his character in in Endgame, and maybe you know maybe it will you know retroactively make work the things that weren't working in the first movie." And the big thing that I I, I highlighted this because I was really proud of myself for saying it for for you know it took me half an hour to get to get to this one liner, but basically <laughs> that I said I said that. You know, if not for the problems that I'm identifying, the 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 scenes that I struggled the most with, um, because of the the mistakes that were made around Thanos's characters or the whatever the weaknesses around Thanos's character, those scenes that I struggled the most with would have been my favorite scenes if that had been handled better. 
And mm. so, and, and, and that remains true. And I think Infinity War could have been a much better movie um, be- if, if that was the case. And Endgame, because of what they had to do, because of what they did in Infinity War, I'm not sure Endgame could have been a better movie, um, even though the ceiling was lower, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, I, so I, cause we, cause you talked about the, the issues, uh, with Thanos and, um, I'm not, I'm not sure that I agree with those weaknesses. I think, uh, at least I, okay. Even if I do agree with the weaknesses, I, it's hard for me to picture infinity war with everything that it had to do doing it much better than it did, especially with Thanos, because it was his movie and it was the, uh, and, and to, to clarify the weaknesses that you're talking about, um, were like when he, you never believed that he fully loved Gamora and you never, yeah, it's you an know, issue. And, and yeah. And, yeah. and that you never really fully felt bad for Thanos. You need to, so the, the core issue was you need to sympathize with Thanos. You really do. You, you, and you're saying actual- that you never did. No, you don't. You don't sympathize with Thanos. You don't. You cannot. They don't. Can you logically understand that he maybe he's right? Well, you yes. Well, you that's but that's not the that's issue. Not the the issue. No, no, it's not the same. It's not the same to make an intellectual case for something. Everybody knows this. To feel something and to understand it intellectually, they can be worlds apart. And so, sure, in absolutely. Infinity War, you can you can have a conversation about. Thanos's justifications and say, yeah, I can see where he'd why he'd say that. I can see where he comes from. It make it makes sense, but you don't feel it. And they uh, and, and my argument is that they 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 expend a lot of effort trying to make him seem really really awful and threatening and like and and horrific by having him kill characters that you love right away and then and then spending a lot of dialogue talking about how dire the consequence would be of him even arriving at earth, let alone getting all, I mean, there's all of this like foreboding doom kind of like effort at like making him seem as intimidating as possible. And then it seems like a kind of like a lot of retroactively uh, trying to get you to care about him. And so my contention about the first movie was that they, they kind of got it a little bit backward. Um, And that if it was his movie and if it was his kind of narrative, you know, to be, he was sort of in control of the narrative arc of Infinity War, which he was, then the best thing that they could have done would be to let let all of the things that he's doing like speak for themselves. We don't need to be told that he's this horrific, like monstrous, threatening character. Um, we we know we'll, we're going to get that. <laughs> like we're we get it. What we need, what the the much harder job and the much more important job to make sure Infinity War. Or to get to have gotten Infinity War to reach its its best potential as a narrative would have been to convince us emotionally to care for him and to sympathize with him and to hurt the way that he hurt, even though we know that he's a monster. That's that would have been the really sophisticated thing to do. That would have been the really really satisfying thing to do. But that is not what Infinity War did. Hmm. Do you felt that that's what they were trying to do? Yes, I do feel okay. That way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dang it. Well, here we are again. You convincing me that you might be right. <laughs> well, because uh, I, because I, because I, I have a hard time not giving them 
credit because it because I because I can tell that that's what they were trying to do, right? And and and, and you want them and you love it, them, and so you want them to have succeeded. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. just the amount of uh, you know technological feat that they made to have um, so much emotion in Thanos's face, even though it's not a real face. Yeah. Uh, is, is impressive. And I want it to have worked and all of that. And there, and I, I didn't feel the emotion of him losing Gamora. Um, that's the, and, I, that, and that CJ, that's, that's the canary in the coal mine, you know? Totally. Yeah. Like, and, and I, and I yeah. get that. And I, I, yeah. I did feel like a little bit, a little bit when he's talking to little Gamora, but it is, mm-hmm. it is forceful. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I understand, I understand that beef. Um, well, okay. I want to, I want to end with, uh, some to, I want to end by laughing at ourselves a little bit. You ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. So. Things that we got wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, I said that visions death won't stick. I think actually you, you, we were both like, yeah, for sure. He's not all the way dead. There's no way. <laughs> and then I referenced a comic where he was, he's like all white and there is WandaVision coming on Disney plus, um, but they did. They vision is dead. Uh, mm. It's so far it has stuck. Um, I I claimed that Gamora's death. I said I could see how it wouldn't stick, but I claimed that it would. Mm. Uh, and I guess it did. She is still dead in the timeline that we followed, but now she's back. Yeah. Uh, which I'm really interested to see what they do with her. Um, and then the one theory that I had that I'm hoping I'm still right, but I don't think that I am is that somehow uh, Tony Stark has uploaded his consciousness into some computer and that he's going to be the Jarvis for whoever takes on the mantle of Iron Man. I want that to be true so bad. Okay, I I have to I have to stop you. I think that when we did when we when we you first introduced that idea, I was like, "Oh yeah, man, that's such a great idea. I hope they do it. Maybe they will." Um, you know, in the light of day. <laughs> It's never gonna happen because <laughs> they would have. To, I know, but would wouldn't to, it be cool? Jordan? It would. It would be so cool. I would be it would so. Be cool. It would be wonderful. But it's never gonna happen because they'd have to keep paying him enormous <laughs> amounts of money to not appear in their movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would not. It would not go over well. <clears throat> so. But it just the whole idea. It, it makes sense with the character. It would be oh, yeah. fun. It would be. Like, it would be a lot of fun. It would be great. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. You know what? Maybe. You know, maybe, maybe. Thank you for just <laughs> cracking the door open, giving me just that slightest bit of hope. I appreciate that. Uh, and then uh, the last thing I wanted to laugh at was my theory that at the end of Infinity War, I had the theory that those that kind of disintegrated were actually the ones that were alive and that we fell. We followed the story of the ones that died and they're in some alternate reality. Yeah, I mean, which it was I still far-fetched. like as a theory. It was far fetched. You know. Yeah, N- nice theory, but I mean, talk about like a hard thing to pull off. Um, man, that would have been. Yeah, it would have been. You're right. That would have been pretty pretty rough. I mean, but they pulled off time travel into like well, six what I'm saying different is, parts of the MCU. What I'm MCU. saying is, it would it would have been really rough because because like <laughs> like 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 good luck finding the stakes there. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, how do you, you know, what do you, what They're do you do about that? They're already dead. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, um, but overall, like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with, with what we did. I think we did a good job. 
Um, uh, I think so too. And I think that, uh, I think that our opinions, cause you had seen the movie, like, was it earlier in the day that we recorded? Like you, oh, I don't remember you, you. Well, you, cause you say it in the episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause I think I'd seen it. Like I was supposed it to was see either it like right around my, the time my son was born. And then like, yeah, you know, my son got born and then I didn't have an opportunity until like later so i think it was yeah it was like it was like maybe the same day maybe the day before i can't remember and so for you to leave the theater and then later that day express opinions that still land is mostly true two years (laughs) later is pretty impressive (laughs) well you too man you too well thank you i'm not i'm not riding alone here (laughs) so either that's impressive or we don't learn and grow as individuals one of the one of the two i guess yeah you know either way Either way, I'm proud. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there it is. There's our there's our two year revisit of uh, of Avengers: Infinity War. Um, do you know what movie we're going to be covering next week? I mean, not um, next week. This Friday. This Friday. Um, I d- don't. Yeah, I realized we didn't actually come to a decision before we came to record this episode, which is mm. embarrassing. Shame you know what on I'm. Us. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to commit right now that um, between that that within 24 hours of this episode dropping, which I believe it drops, uh, we're recording on a Tuesday night. Um, what what am I what am I talking about here? It drops tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, no, it drops on Friday. This episode. Oh no, this episode will drop on Monday. This ep- Oh, so this episode is dropping on Monday. Uh. And then that's right. And then this Friday. No, no. Yeah. So we do know what episode we're covering. Man, we got we got our timelines all confused. It's a good thing we're not behind any Marvel movies because we would not we would not do well with timeline interruptions. <laughs> um, this this Friday, this Friday, we are covering Stargirl. Um, and uh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. What? Stargirl came out two days ago. My gosh, man. You're me here. I'm going <laughs> to. So, so oh, I understand now. I understand. I understand. Okay, I, I, get right. it, I get it. I get it. My, my <laughs> originally, what I was gonna say is, I promised that between that within twenty four hours of this episode dropping on Monday, um, there will be a newsletter, a brand new newsletter that goes whoa. out. Whoa, whoa! With an announcement of what our episode will be on Friday. That's that's what I'm okay. saying. All right. Um, I I appreciate that commitment. Um, I. <laughs> It's a little embarrassing that we don't know what that episode is going to be, but it's a it weird is. time we live in, Jordan. It is a weird time. It is it's a weird. We're gonna weird have to we're gonna time. have to comb through the streaming originals and decide what to cover next. There's not going to be like a big box office. Uh, you know, I mean, when is the box office going to open again, CJ? I don't know. Uh, I think um, they said that 200 theaters across the nation are starting to open this week. Oh my gosh. Okay, so by June, maybe. Maybe Los Angeles theaters will be open again. Who knows? May, right. Maybe. I doubt maybe. by June. Probably. I yeah, doubt. probably not. All right. Well, we're going to keep doing this until Los Angeles theaters open. So if you can go see movies in the theaters, more power to you. But I don't even think that big movies are dropping in theaters until July. So I'm yeah. not worried about it. Yeah. Uh, that's all right, though. We'll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to the theater and it's going to be great until then join us for your streaming needs and conversations. Yes. And tell your friends and tell us what you want to see next. 
uh, in our off-the-shelf episodes. So we're going to be covering anything and any kind any kind of movie that we can get access to. We we can we'll cover it, and we're we want those recommendations. We want to we want to cover what you want us to cover. So indeed, bring them in, bring them in. And cool. with that. Um, uh, I I will I will thank Michael Bonmiller from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of CJ's heart. Um, I got my hand reached down in there right now, and I'm finding <laughs> those thanks, and I am pulling them out. Weird visual for the wonderful outro music. And remember, everybody, to collect movies like a nerd and rewatch them like a critic. And cut. <laughs>